I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Sarah. This is Kat. And welcome to Books and Bevies. Hello. What's up? <sighs> Not much. <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> it has actually. Honestly, thank goodness we <laughs> recorded in advance because I would not have been ready. Yeah, it's been like what a month since we recorded? Probably. Two yeah. Weeks? It's been a I feel like it's been a month. I would say maybe a month now. Yeah. Well. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my old setting. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Crazy. A lot of things can happen in such a short period of time, huh? Yes, honestly, too much. Like uh, Smash Mouth once said, the days keep coming and they don't stop coming. (laughs) I think that's the quote. I might be wrong. (laughs) But they really do just keep on coming. I feel like that's the thing about getting older, you know, when like you're a kid and everyone's like, oh, like when you get older, time goes by quicker and you're like, hmm, you just don't care really what they're saying. And then you get older and you're like, well, you were maybe correct. It's almost like they were adults telling us from experience (laughs) or something. Yeah, but tell me any teenager or child that's like wow you have gone through what I've gone through and therefore understand me correctly no absolutely not you're like you don't get it (laughs) us listening to my chemical romance and simple plan I I was honestly the angstiest teenager for literally no reason (laughs) (laughs) like why was I listening to blood by my chemical romance on repeat (laughs) who knows it's a banger though those it's very good huge fan um anyways it feels weird to be recording after not recording for so long like I feel like we went through like a month where we were just reading so much and banging out episodes like left, right, and center. And then we took like a month off. And now I'm just like, how do we do this again? How how do I have a like personality? <laughs> you know? I think that's just something that's inherent to you. 
couch. No, I meant like having a personality. Oh, I thought you meant not having a personality. Or like Honestly, not- take that as you will. It's true. Fair enough. I can take your insults. What you drinking? What's your bevy? Water. <laughs> nice. I uh, am already in catch-up mode. I don't know what has happened in the past, like, week and a half where I have fallen behind but oh my god the I thought the readings were a lot in first year there's so much to read (laughs) my brain is hurting (laughs) I can't tell if I'm retaining any of the information but you know I'm reading it so fair enough what are you drinking um, I'm actually drinking alcohol this time. Ooh. Crazy. Um, just a neutral grapefruit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Classic. This is the first time, like, in so long that we're recording after, like, 9 a.m. my time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just very happy to, like, be recording at a reasonable hour and to have the ability to drink <laughs> for once. Yeah, that that was definitely a phase. <laughs> the summer recordings. Um, we're back. Yeah, back to our usual nonsense. Do you have a reason for drinking? I'm assuming I already know the answer. Um, law school. <laughs> law school. It is. Honestly, it's not hard right now. Um, we don't really have that much to do there's just a lot of readings but also like just the back to school there's a lot of socializing and things to do um and then we're also going to recruit so (laughs) there are so many things right because I guess okay I think I remember so you have like first and second year which you like learn stuff and then you go like basically do a co-op but like the law version of law school version of a co-op that's called something different for your third year and then fourth year it's studies again right no cool (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate the effort in that yes but you are incorrect (laughs) well I know I at least got first year correct first year was right I did study um (laughs) because you've already done that yeah, I already did that. Next two years, so it's three full years of straight school, but like with summer holidays and things. And then after that, you do a year of articling. And during your articling, that's at a law firm, you do the articling. It's like a like the co-op. While you're doing that, you also have some time off to study for the bar. Then you have to take the bar. If you pass the bar, then you become a lawyer. If you fail after four years, you are not a lawyer. That's intense. It's a deep concern of mine. <laughs> but yeah, so right now it's the uh, recruit for next summer, just for summer jobs. But those summer jobs tend to hire you back for articling. But if, if you don't get a summer job now, you can just apply directly into articling. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. 
Well, that'll be fun for you. Like not um, like actually like kind of doing a job that relates to your degree for a little bit. Like, I feel like I know you worked this last summer, but it had nothing to do with law. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting taking what we learn in class and seeing it in practice. It'll definitely be everyone says it's so much different like what you learn in school than how it actually is so I'm intrigued and why are you drinking why am I drinking um oh also I had a really good brownie yesterday fuck yeah Great news. <laughs> Needed to add that in there. It was like notably good. Honestly, it's the small victories in life, especially when you're a struggling student. <laughs> I'm like dead inside. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this brownie. Yeah, no, I am drinking because I mean, I am also now a full time student. Like I finally. Woo! Woo! I finally have the ability to study as much as I want to and to be able to progress in my courses a lot faster, which is good. Like I'm already um, making a big dent and I'm going to be done my first year courses, hopefully by the new year is what I'm thinking. Oh, um, yeah. As long as I like stay on top of it. Um that's like the hard part of there's like a benefit and a drawback to like having things be self-paced because especially because I am like inherently a perfectionist like I have a hard time submitting work if I don't feel like it's perfect so for a while when my programs were all self-paced I would just like really take my time with assignments and make sure that they're great and which is good like I get really good grades because of it but like I've I've been doing like just as good without procrastinating so that's that's just something I that's a habit I need to break real bad you know this about me I'm a terrible procrastinator the thing is I know we've talked about this before if procrastination never leads to negative consequences, how are you supposed to learn? It works <laughs> fine. It's true. I am a terrible procrastinator, but I'm great at it. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But the, I feel like the if I had more um, concrete deadlines, which is something that I'm going to be doing once I'm done all my first year courses, I'm going to become like an official stu full-time student so that I can apply for student funding. Um, and that means I will have like actual deadlines and it won't be like the same 30 week period that I technically have right now to, to complete my courses. But yeah, I'm pretty excited. That is very exciting. Mm-hmm. And my job that I have right now, my serving job, um, they're able to like really accommodate for my school schedule. Cause one of the things that I've wanted for a really long time is to just work freaking long ass days, but only like two to three days a week. 
And like, I was talking to my supervisor about it and he was like, oh, well, like on Sunday, we can literally get you from like 9am to 9pm if you wanted. And you could just like help us set up for the event and then do your thing as a server. And I was like, thank you. That's perfect. That was exactly what I was looking for. (laughs) Yes. That's exactly the answer that I wanted from you. Thank you. Um, So yeah, serving job is going super well and school's going super well. So I am quite happy. Um, so yeah, this episode, we are continuing our Throne of Glass series extravaganza. Um, and we read Air of Fire for this episode. Um, also, I would actually, before we get into the spoiler-free parts of this specific book, I just want to formally apologize for being, for us being really stupid, um, there are multiple times on this podcast where we say that throne of glass is a nine book series <laughs> <laughs> yeah we realized um last time we're wrong <laughs> it's eight uh, so yeah if any of you were confused or judging us we don't blame you and we are sorry <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a sad moment of realization. <laughs> but you know, you live, you learn, you move on. Um, but yeah, so this is the third slash fourth book in the series, depending if you count Assassin's Blade. Um, you know what? Starting on that point, I would like to double down on reading it third assassin's blade honestly same it made logical sense to me if i didn't know some of the things i would have been like what yeah so i feel like i know sarah j mass herself has not said read a third <laughs> so that's take this with a massive grain of salt um However, we are clearly the experts after we have repeatedly said that this is a nine book series. So I stand by reading it third, though. I am a fan. I think it made sense for me personally. So I do not regret the order we are reading this. I think so, too, because I also think that this book in particular, in particular, the third era of fire. Whoa, I'm having a stroke. Whatever. Um. I think this book, especially towards the end, kind of kicked off a lot of things. And I feel like I wouldn't have wanted to break from the series and then read Assassin's Blade. Like I know the options typically from what I've seen online are read Assassin's Blade first and then read the series or read Assassin's Blade fourth after this book, after Air of Fire. And I don't think I would have wanted to completely break from the storyline and read Assassin's Blade, you know? At this point. Whereas, like, in the last book, I think it was Crown of Midnight is the second book, I wasn't as invested in the story. So, like, and I feel like there wasn't, well, no, there was things happening. I don't want to, like, completely shit on the first two books, but, like, (laughs) I wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't a bad thing for me to read Assassin's Blade after those two books. Yeah, it. 
I like that order. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we've never read them in any other order. And like, maybe we're just biased, but. Also, you know what? There is a clear, the front cover of the book I have has a photo, not a photo, like a drawing of Selena. There's also a description in part of this book of how Selena looks. Mm-hmm. And I know it's been described previously in, you know, the earlier books. <laughs> it only just occurred to me <laughs> that the way she looks and is meant to look and as clearly has a picture example on this book was not the way I was picturing her in the slightest. Honestly, I will say, because I know you've been reading the ebooks and I've been reading them on physical copies because you've been away on like vacation. I still, even though I have been reading the books with like a clear image of what she's supposed to look like, I picture her differently. Okay, good. I was like, it's it's not the same mental picture. And I have just ignored the front cover as like a, that's someone else. Because like, in the description of Selena, to my knowledge, she's described to have like golden hair. And in all of the pictures, her hair is like white, like almost silver. And I'm like, that's not gold. <laughs> like the opposite. It's still blondish, but it's not, you know, that's my critique. <laughs> I don't know. It's not something that it's just like, it's not, it's not right when I look at it. But again, this is Sarah J. Mass's vision, and my (laughs) vision is just not hers. It is her novel, so probably she's right. Actually, no, 100% she's right. She made it up, but I... It's her universe, and you're just like, (laughs) I disagree. First the reading order, now the depiction of her main character. I'm like, I am your number one fan, Sir J. Bass, but also I would like to criticize. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, I'm glad we talked about that because I also did want to talk about like the reading order because I also agree that um, with Assassin's Blade, I feel like it was closer in writing style to this book. You know what I mean? I feel like the first two books were definitely written a little bit young. And I know you felt the exact same way. And I feel like it wasn't as much of a jump from Assassin's Blade to this book. I do think this book was still like slightly younger, but not as much that I feel like if I had read Assassin's Blade, I probably would have been like super excited for the series. And then I would have read the first book and been like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it would have flowed as well if you started with it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess once we read Queen of Shadows, we'll know whether or not we feel it should have been put after Air of Fire, but... Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm just gonna... Maybe it's my ego, but I think we did it correct, even if it was just by a complete fluke because we were so poorly researched that's what makes us thinking that there were nine books even worse is because we consistently researched what order to read these books and you could see there were eight and we're like no no nine though 
I feel like whenever I was looking at like the next book to read, I would look because I again, I had the physical copy. So it's even more stupid for me because I would like look at what book to read next on the back of the physical book. And there's seven on the back, which means that including this book is eight. And I was like, no, nine. (laughs) Just plus one. (laughs) You know what I did like about this book, actually? Spoiler free. It's not, well. <laughs> Is it spoiler? It, I don't know, actually. Honestly, I can't tell. <laughs> it's theoretically everything I say is a spoiler because it's describing the book. How philosophical of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in law school now. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Big brain energy. Um, no, delete that. That was terrible. So <laughs> um, it's not from uh Selena's perspective only. Mm-hmm. It's from three different perspectives, which I thought was interesting because I did not understand what was happening initially. Because you were like Same. switching between, and I was like, who who are these people? <laughs> Oh yeah. Also, I guess I like spoiler free up top. Uh, just because it's spoiler free for this book does not mean it's spoiler free for the three previous Throne of Glass books that we have read. Um, we can't keep track of everything. So we're just not going to spoil this book, but we may reference the previous books if you haven't read them yet. Um, but you know, I was a big fan of the multiple perspectives. I was also confused. <laughs> I did not get I- it at first. I think this book, more than anything, the beginning of it feels like a fantasy book because there is so much new information and terminology thrown at you mm-hmm. that you're kind of just sitting there like, the world is building, but not in my head as fast as it is in the book. So, Yeah, this book, to me, felt more like what the first book should have been. Like, to me, yeah. this was like the foundation and the like initial excitement that I wanted from Throne of Glass. Maybe it's also because our one of our predictions was right. There is a tad more magic in this book than in the first book. So maybe this is just a continued theme of us just wanting more magic. And we're like, ah, more magic. Yes, this is better. <laughs> like. But yeah, I guess um, spoiler free, definitely in the beginning of this book, you get introduced to more characters. Um, There's more creatures. Um, There's just there's just more. There's more of everything, more of what I wanted. And you know what there's also more of? Oh, dear. (laughs) The clear theme of Harry Potter running through this story I will it's gonna get into spoilers if I start talking about it now but I wrote down several times where I was like "Mm, that's Harry Potter Mm, that's Harry Potter Mm -hmm. it it was to the point where I was like maybe maybe we'll pick a new book to draw ideas from not strictly Harry Potter I mean she did do Twilight that one time that's true Mm -hmm. I think also it's 
kind of unfortunate because you and I grew up reading Harry Potter like religiously and like I know neither one of us can count the amount of times that we've read Harry Potter so when it's referenced in these books even if like to most people it's relatively subtle it's like we cannot understand foreshadowing for the life of us or like imagery or symbolism but throw in a Harry Potter reference and we're like oh (laughs) there it is there it is yeah, that's true. I might be seeing too many ties that don't actually exist, but just because my brain has been wired to Harry Potter from a very young age, it's just what I see. But I know exactly the Harry Potter reference you're making. It was my, it was the only movie that I had on DVD. No. Oh. Do you have anything else spoiler free or you, do you want to tell me your overall rating for this book? Let me think. Spoiler free. Um, I mean, I guess to like kind of sum up, I guess I will just give you my overall rating and like my my summary. Um, I think that this book, I finally got. It wasn't fully the Sarah J. Mass that I wanted, but it was definitely more like how I felt when reading A Court of Thorns and Roses than it has been with like all of the previous Throne of Glass books. Um, I definitely think there is a steady incline of like me liking these books, which I did kind of predict when I was thinking about like the age of like what these books are or like who these books are written for. Um, I think I'm going to give this one... hmm, probably an 8.5 but like towards the end it would be a nine fair enough like I would say yeah if it if it hadn't been yeah if it hadn't been for like the last hundred or so pages it probably would have been an eight but yeah it it got good the series is significantly getting better the more we read it in my opinion yeah, it was definitely the last 100 pages, you're right, probably, where I cared. The mm-hmm. ending, I was like, <gasps> that's what yeah. I mean. Like, this is, I feel like Sarah J. Mass has like this, like, you know how we have a very vague structure on the podcast? She also has a very vague structure on her books. And I just feel like always like the last 100 pages, things ramp up so much and then like the last fucking literally so much will happen in like the last five pages of her books like but like the book ended exactly exactly how I wanted it to so that was delightful but honestly like the beginning was still just not not it for me so I maybe an eight an eight cool yeah but I do have very high hopes for the next book as they keep getting better same and I also feel like as the writing style matures and becomes like a lot more for our age group because like this is already like this book is already getting close yeah and I know that there's a lot of people who are are our age who think who say that throne of glass is their favorite um series yeah I know I've heard a I've heard that too a lot on like book talk and things like that so and I like for the past couple books, I've been like, really, you choose this over a court of thorns and roses. 
but who knows like obviously we are kind of, we're halfway there now right yes we've read four i'm right and there is no ninth book um <laughs> so like who knows what will happen but yeah i feel like the ending of this book is what really gave me like a lot of hope for the rest of the series like i didn't i've never hated these books they've always been like just kind of like good not great like i definitely like them yeah but there were definitely some like gasp and jaw drop and i de- i also definitely had like i needed to put that down and just look away for a second cuz i was like no way that just happened or i just read that sentence so it gets it gets good at the end yeah but it was just not continuously good throughout the whole book so yeah i do feel like i was um excited about like even in the beginning of this book I was like kind of excited about the new characters and like the new plot lines that I could see forming I wasn't like super invested or anything like that but I do really like the new characters that were introduced um which obviously we'll get into that in like the spoilers but even the beginning of this book wasn't as like I don't know I feel like dry as some of the like as the two previous books what <laughs> just the, the way you're saying even do you know what tiktok sound that is no it starts with the word even like even if you're not ready for the night or something oh like yeah <laughs> even if you're not ready for the day it can always be night or something like that yes Every time you say even, just the way you were saying it, it exactly <laughs> like the start of that TikTok sound. So I completely disassociated from what you were saying. Apologies. <laughs> no, even if you're not ready for the day, it cannot always be night or something like that. Yes, exactly that. There's one thing I know. It's TikTok. It's TikTok. <laughs> um I guess another spoiler-free thing that I can say before we get into the spoilers is this is the first book in the series that I am like genuinely excited to read the next book. And again, it all happened in like the last hundred pages. Like I feel like we talked about um, in the last episode or, or maybe we've just, we haven't even talked about it on the podcast, but we talked about it with just each other that um like I haven't really had a hard time breaking up the throne of glass episodes with other books like it has like whereas with Akatar, I feel like if you told me that I had to not read the next Absolutely book not. at any point in the series I would not have been able to do that and like with this book I was still able to do that but I was like, like, I'm genuinely like, as soon as um, Queen of Shadows came in the mail, I was like, (gasps) and then I was stressing because I needed you to finish the book because I can't read the book until we've done our predictions for the book. Otherwise, I that then my opinion is false. It's been a stressful time for me. But yeah, this is the first time in this series where I've been like, oh, my God, I'm like, I want to know what happens next. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Fair. So, spoiler time? I am ready. I, starting off strong, was very excited to meet Rowan in this book. Same. I've heard a lot of fans of Rowan, so I was unsure what to expect. Um, however, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I remember because it's literally the um, like the first sentence of chapter two, where it says the man male down the alley was Faye, and I was like. <gasps> Oh, Faye. And I was like, we're like, I was like, we're getting it. We're getting it. Yeah, we're we getting, getting the-, the creatures. We're getting the magic. Like it's it's happening. I I also love Rowan. Um so much. Also, just like um what are because okay. What? leave me alone um i how do you feel about kale 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 in these we're going with a strong kale um like the vegetable yeah in this book yeah because Um. Because uh-huh. <laughs> we loved him. <laughs> well, he... 
he was less top of mind in this book for me. I know he is struggling with a lot, internal battles and all. And there is character development with him. And I do like that. But I don't know. He just, he like isn't, is my favorite character. I just didn't like care so much this book. Mm-hmm. Even though we got like his perspective and like what was happening with him and Dorian. Because I, I was f- invested in other storylines. Yes. I was also invested in other storylines, which kind of made me, um, a little sad I do like that um the like contrast between both Selena and Kale who are like holding out for each other but also like p- truly believe that the other one is not doing the same if that makes any sense like they're both just kind of like ah oh, like they've probably moved on by now and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, neither one of you guys have moved on in any sense. (laughs) So I kind of, I did like that. And honestly, I was expecting, I think this was in our predictions, but not actually, no, I'm a hundred percent sure it was that Kale was going to go back home to Annie Ellie. I don't know. wherever he to was his from, home to his home um so I was expecting him to go and be there throughout the entire book but he doesn't go at all like he hasn't Same. even left yeah so I was, I was a bit surprised so I guess it's happening in the next book I would I said, unless they drag it out even longer <laughs> actually he only goes at the end of the last book it's like yeah because like the timeline is this entire book happens within a two-month period. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we've also, like, we started off strong with Rowan. Um, how do you feel about Manon? You know what? I <laughs> she like grew her. on me. I like her a lot. I Initially, I was just like, what's happening with this like entire witch storyline I did not get it but I love her and I'm gonna say it out of memory and I know it's gonna be wrong so I'd like to find it in the book before I say it out loud please say it out of memory Abroxas oh that's that's I'm picking up what you're putting down. Abraxas? Uh, yeah, Abraxas. Abraxas, cool. Good. Yeah. Manon and Abraxas, their relationship growing, it, that was beautiful. I loved that storyline. I was Why? so invested in Abraxas being able to fly. Same. Like, it's such, like, I like, I also kind of liked Manon's storyline because, like, she's not a huge character yet, but I'm still somehow, like, really invested in her, like, character development and her, like, obviously relationship with Abraxas and, I don't know, I'm, I like Manon a lot. And I like that she's kind of, 
I like that she's kind of like chaotic neutral. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like there's like a lot of potential for Manon as a character just because of the way it ends where like the witches all think they're born with no hearts, no souls. They're just born to kill. And then with the other witch clan saying like, no, you're actually just told to be like this. And then mm-hmm. Manon cares so much for Braxis and then saves the other witch. And I'm like, you have a soft spot. Also, I'm just going to say it because I have a feeling that, well, maybe you didn't, but I, when we were introduced to Baba Yellowlegs in the last book, I think at the carnival, the way I pictured her and the way that I pictured all of these witches. (laughs) Not the same. Not the same. I pictured like, like a, like a, like a gremlin with like a hunch back and like warty and like I pictured like you know those like witches from like 90s cartoons you know what I mean like it very much that but also chicken legs oh yeah same (laughs) I pictured her with chicken legs how did we both think that did she actually have chicken legs was it described like I don't think so I think they were just yellow Probably because I like and the other thing too is I was like when Manon was introduced I was like oh she got really lucky that like her clan of witches are like normal looking except like they have retractable iron teeth and iron nails and then when the rest of the yellow legs clan was introduced and I was just like what why was I picturing what I was yeah no part of me made that connection I was thinking like Manon and these clans they were like kind of cool you know (laughs) Baba Yellow Likes was like a half chicken (laughs) and like it didn't even occur to me as that weird that she was half chicken (laughs) I know I just rolled with it I was like okay oh my god this is why we share one brain literally it's the um it's the worm all over again oh no you okay i know we briefly mentioned rowan but i have to talk about it more more um what is selena's and rowan's relationship i am a little bit unsure how to feel about what's happening there because i know i know that selena made it like an offhand comment being like we're related and rowan's like now like we have no shared blood but like if the fact that they're distantly related does not relate to the story in any way why would you bring it up because every time selena was like looking at him like oh damn you're hot i was like well now i'm just thinking that you're related yeah i don't know i'm not sure i don't know i here's the thing i wonder if because nothing has happened with selena and rowan and I 
personally would like to think that nothing ever will because in my mind they are also related and I know it is like super super distant and maybe it's different for Faye I don't know it's a fantasy book but maybe her like thinking that she's a he's attractive is just like Sarah J Mass trying to like really drive it home that he's attractive you know what I mean yeah, that, but there's what I'm choosing so many, to believe. <laughs> there's so many better ways to do that, I find. It was just like Yeah, it was weird that Selena got like a little territorial. Yeah, like I I wouldn't mind at all if Rowan and Selena ended up liking each other, if that was their relationship. I wouldn't mind at all if Selena and Rowan were just really good friends and like that's what they needed at the time. However, when you tell me that you are related and then proceed to be like, oh, damn, you look so good with your shirt off. I don't really love that. It just like throws me off when I'm reading it. So I'm like rooting for Selena, but then also like, why, why are you thinking someone you're related to is hot? Yeah, no, I, I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, so I I need a clear storyline that involves their, like, familial relation, or else it was added in for the sole purpose of making me uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, But I mean, like, I guess the other thing is, like, Rowan has already met and been with his mate. You know what I mean? So it's like, I can't really imagine, from what we know of his character so far, I can't see him, like falling in love with another person and I do like that their relationship was just friendship like they shared a bed but it was like not romantic I feel like I like that and that's what Selena needs is just like a dependable friend yeah it was just like it was weird it was weird right it was weird I have never looked at one of my relatives and been like ah you fine Especially because it wasn't like an offhand comment one time. It was like a continuing storyline of how attractive she thought he was, but also that they're related. Yeah, I didn't love that. So I was just wondering if I was like missing something. Yeah, I just kind of like chose to ignore it. I tried really hard to, but I honestly couldn't. What were your thoughts on, I'm going to say it wrong, Sorsha? I liked her a lot. I did not anticipate things. Who would have thought? But I also, I really liked her and Dorian's relationship I thought it was super cute I thought it was cute that he had like a safe space and someone who was like it made a lot of sense to have like a healer help him control his powers I was so invested in Sorsha and Dorian I just wanted Dorian to be happy and he was Sorsha was like the the helper in the castle she was all nervous and had been in love with Dorian forever and I was like oh my god it's gonna be beautiful no part of me 
could see the ending of that relationship. I do. Yeah. And then it it also like when you get to the end, it kind of makes sense that she was so nervous. You know what I mean? So maybe this is one of those things that like there there was foreshadowing. (laughs) But I don't know something about um, like Dorian not being able to like because I don't know. I just like sticky noted him just the line his magic erupted and I was like (gasps) again I honestly think I have that too (laughs) (laughs) yeah I feel like (laughs) I hope you can see this yep (laughs) right there what is it what does it say Oh, it just says, oh, shoot, Dorian. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I was so invested in their storyline. And I really loved Sorsha's character. Like, I thought she was just so sweet and so gentle and so kind. And like, in the same way that I like Rowan was exactly what Selena needed for this, needed in the way that Rowan was exactly what Selena made needed. <laughs> needed for this book, I think Sorsha was exactly what Dorian needed. Yeah. And then K.L. was just kind of alone. Well, he had 80 on. I suppose. Also, that whole plot line was just I was reading his name as Aiden this whole time. It could be. Aideon? Aiden? Aideon? Yeah, I now see there's an I after the D. <laughs> Did not register for this entire book. Um, he's Aiden to me now, so. Cool. There's no going back. What did, what did you think of him, like, initially? I did not trust him initially. I thought he was going to be bad. I, when the ring on his finger turned out to be fake, that's when I was like, I know. Also, I will say I didn't particularly. I I don't I don't know how to feel about Kale telling him that Aelin was alive. You know what I mean? It felt like I understand he was doing it to protect Dorian, but I was like, I don't know. I didn't anticipate him kind of, for lack of a better term, ratting her out. Yeah, fair enough. I was I was unsure how to feel about that, especially because like, I mean, granted, I didn't really think about this at the time, but when Adion was like, I could have not been a good person and you just like completely like threw Aelin like under the bus. Yeah, that's true. He did take a like a really big chance with Aiden, but I feel like once like when Aelin finds out what happened, she would never be mad about it. That's like, true. She would be glad that Kale outed her in order to save Dorian. And to save himself too. And to save himself. Yeah. She would have been furious if she didn't, if he didn't do that. Yeah. 
Because imagine, imagine if she came back and he was dead, like she'd be pissed. We would get to see her unhinged again, which is our favorite version of her. But um, <laughs> so we're going back to Rowan. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you know when Rowan's trying to like get Selena to embrace her magic and you know switch into her fae form, be able to do all these things. Did not like the. And then he bit her. Oh, yeah, and, like, when he bit her on the was... neck. Because, like, it's things like this where I'm like, is this, like, banter flirting? Or is this, like, cousin friendship? You know? And why would you blur the lines? It's unnecessary. I would agree with you. I also didn't like the neck biting. I like the one thing too that I understand like a little bit more about like I feel like one of the key differences between this book and like Akatar is I feel like Faye are a lot more um like animalistic in this book. Like they're a little more feral than like the civilized societies of Prithian. You know, I, yeah, I, I like I know that the same terms and like they use the same words and all that, but I don't picture the Fae from Prithian and the Fae from here to be the same. Like mentally, it's just not the same. Yeah, but I feel like I do notice that a little bit. Like even when um in the previous book, uh, when Selena like stepped through the portal and became Fae, she was a lot more like feral, and she had like fangs like it wasn't like a it wasn't like a oh let's go to the spring court and like go to a ball and discuss politics which like it's a that's not at all what Akatar is about but also if you haven't read the books I don't want to spoil anything for you like I just feel like it's a different vibe of mythical creature even though it is the same name you know what I mean yeah um another thing that was fun in this book that I really liked was Dorian kind of like finally found out a lot of truths in this book that Kale was keeping from him to like protect him bad for him me too like I feel like I didn't really understand like in the previous books I didn't really fully realize just how much Selena and Kale were keeping from Dorian like like at the same time I do I understand he is the king's son he has raw magic like they were trying to protect him and it makes sense but like still if you were Dorian that would be pretty hard to hear all of these things that they weren't telling you Mm -hmm. especially because kale kind of like i feel like yeah like dorian found out through eavesdropping when kale was telling adion um and yeah that would just suck also i really 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 liked that we got um some of Aelin's like backstory from before she became an assassin 
this is what I mean by like, I feel like this book is what the first book should have been. You know? Yeah, because I I care about Aelin now. Yeah. And I understand Aelin. Whereas like, this is theoretically the fourth book we've read. And for me to get this now, I feel like it's a bit late almost. Yeah. And I feel like maybe again, I will like carry this caveat in until I die. But like maybe if we were reading it at a younger age, like imagine if we read this book when we started at 14 and like we're able to age throughout yeah. the progression of the series. I feel like I would have loved Aelin's character from book one. It's just, yeah, it's a little bit of a curveball reading it at the age of 25 and having to get through the first two books. Like that was the main thing. Um, but yeah, I, and like, we, we, like, we find out why she became an assassin. And I feel like, like a lot of the questions that I had, and I didn't even know that I had were answered in this book. And like, why she's so angry and why she's so afraid of her magic and like all of those things. And you're like, Oh, yeah. Aelin. I a very drastic change in topic. Dorian's character development throughout these books, I am living for. Same. But when he told Kale, um, like talking about Selena or whatever, when they like found out everything, and he was like, "You don't have the right to wish that she is not what she is." Like, you only have, like, the right to support her or whatever. I was like, wow. If I was reading book one, Dorian, I would have never thought you would say that. Right? I love that Dorian is learning how to, like, stand up for himself. As opposed to, like, the contrast of, like, the first book when he's literally getting, like, hauled up a flight of stairs by Selena because he's so slow. And now he's, like, actually. I know. I'm, like, proud of him. I know. I'm, like, I'm super invested in Dorian's storyline. And I just want to know where he, like, ends up. And I hope it's a good place. Um, I was so excited when uh, Sorsha and Dorian finally kissed. Like, that's a note that I have where, like, He did not move. He didn't do anything but stare, seeing her exactly how she saw him. And she grabbed him by the labels of his tunic, pulled his face down to hers and kissed him fiercely. And I was like, yes! I know that that relationship gave me a lot of joy throughout this book and then a lot of uh, sadness. We don't need to talk about it yet. We can, we can save it until the end of the podcast when we get to the, like the last hundred pages of the book where just chaos breaks loose you know what I also it's (laughs) also like I just to like talk about what we just said um especially having like a physical copy of the book you can really see that like the amount of I mean I don't think you can because of my lighting is bad right now you can kind of see like I can see that yeah like that's what I mean by like the Sarah J Mass structure of like my sticky notes are like very sparse in the like the first half of the book and then they pick up for like the last third and then literally like the last hundred pages like sometimes I'll have multiple sticky notes on one page because I'm like what what 
what? Like, that's exactly what reading the last hundred pages of this book was like. Yeah, there was a there's a lot of gasps and mild stress. Oh, you know, you know what sucked in this book a little bit? What? When Selena was mean to Emrys and like the the people who were Luca. Yeah. I didn't didn't love that. It hurt my heart a little bit. But like you understand it when you get like the backstory of Aelin and like why she is so angry and just sad. Yeah. But I yeah, you're right. I did hate that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Also, whew, back to Rowan when he was talking about his mate and the guilt. And that's when you understand Rowan too. And I was like, oh, yes, this man, you know what? That was not the part that I decided to love him though. Oh, it was here. So, you know, when in order to draw uh, Selena's powers, he, brought Luca to where the monster dwelled under the mountain and after that little battle Selena had like burned Rowan or something mm-hmm. and then Rowan was like you do not apologize for the defending the people you care about and I was like oh <laughs> I am now your number one fan literally Rowan great character to be introduced to in this book um with the exception of like the weird familial sexual tension perhaps which again I choose to ignore and I will continue to ignore it until it potentially becomes a bigger part of the story yeah I I need an explanation if this is unexplained and there was just weird tension in relations for no reason I will dislike that um I also hated their aunt oh maid yeah i think so that sounds right to me there's too many names i'm forgetting who i'm thinking i know we got a lot of we got a lot of new things this book which is both really really good and threw us through a loop obviously you know but Um, him being uh bound to her (sighs) that saddened me deeply i no and when he was about to get whipped uh, that was a mean tie-in to selena's history literally fuck you mate okay i want to talk about there were two that i noticed the harry potter references that we discussed before i noticed two um let, let, let me let me scroll for a second okay yeah technically two kind of three but the the third one is part of the second one so it's a bit of stretch <laughs> okay so I want to talk about them the first one was like they had to grab an egg from they're basically dragons and they have to grab not a real egg, but a glass egg in order to win a competition. Does that remind you of anything? 
Not at all. Like they could have, it could have been anything. They could have had to capture anything. It could have just been a big game of capture the flag. And I've been like, cool. Capturing a single special egg. Not even like, it could have just been the real eggs. And I've been like, that's also fine. But like one fake egg? Mm, no, that was too Harry Potter referencey for me. Yeah. And then the other one for me was the spiders. Oh, that wasn't even my other one. What? What was the spiders? The fucking spiders that Manning got the spider silk from? I don't know. That seemed like very Aragog. Yes. Aragog. I didn't even think about that one, but that is very accurate. I feel like that one was like, it was like a little bit of a stretch because the reason that they went was a bit different but just the fact that there was like one very large spider that like helped them was just like I don't know it wasn't like as on the nose as like capturing an egg but it was still there it was still yeah that's honestly I didn't even miss that I would totally count that one the other one that I was thinking was the brow, the mark on her forehead to like symbolize something. And it was like a special mark and it glowed when she was getting attacked. And I was like, is that, that's exactly what happens to Harry Potter. <laughs> that's the whole point of the story is he has a mark on his forehead. I guess. I guess I picture the mark on her for- forehead a lot more different like I picture it as like a like a like a symbol. You know what I mean? Like some sort of like design. Okay. Like almost like a rune, if that makes any sense to you. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I picture. Like I picture like some sort of like really symbolic like almost a pattern. Like I, like I feel like the scar from Harry Potter was just like a little more simple than what I'm picturing. And I'm picturing it like glowing differently. So I didn't pick up on that really. Okay. That one was, I, I, I feel like maybe I'm just making this up now, but I thought I had read that she had thought it was just like a birthmark this whole time. And so thinking of that, it made me seem like it was just not a very elaborate mark. It was just like a mark on her forehead that glowed when getting attacked and was a symbol of who she was and I was like okay that's cool you know I almost picture like 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 intricate like design like you like a word mark is like what I picture the word marks to be because I think it is a word mark right I have no idea okay naturally I don't know (laughs) Yeah, but I didn't pick up on that. I do see what you're saying, though. Like, I see yeah. I see a line there. But I feel like it was because I was already in the mental state of, like, picking up on Harry Potter references that I was like, this one's just too much. Fair, fair. Also, okay, we're going to call um, the order that we read the books in the books and bevies order because I'm going to, I honestly think I'm going to stand by this even until we read the last book, mostly because freaking um, Rolf, the pirate lord, was mentioned in this book. And he hasn't been mentioned in the other books, but I feel like because we read Assassin's Blade when we did, 
it makes sense. Also, a Boren. Yeah. However you pronounce his name. And like he, why Selena now has to go back to Rifthold. I feel like it wouldn't make any sense to me, like reading these characters, if I didn't already know what had happened. And she also mentioned Sam in this book. Yeah. And like something about like his uh, murder or whatever. And like, what? You have to read it before. Yeah. And I feel like it's not like, like, I know that Sam specifically is mentioned, I think it might've been in the first book, but it wasn't like enough that I was like, oh, I really want to like know his backstory and whatever. But it's like, I, I just, I feel like we, I feel like we nailed it. I feel like we nailed it. Books and Bevy's order <laughs> is the one and only order. Sarah J. Mass is wrong. <laughs> Because I also think, too, that, like, if I read Assassin's Blade first, maybe this is also because I'm stupid, um, <laughs> I wouldn't have, like, picked, like, I might not have picked up on Rolf. Like, too much time might have passed. I honestly think I wouldn't have if I had read it first. <laughs> I wouldn't have, like, understood the significance of him being in Assassin's Blade. Yeah. I just think we nailed it. But yeah, I guess I never asked you and you asked me, what what did you think about um, Adion? Like, initially. I didn't really know what his deal was. Uh, I know he has, like, the same eyes as Aelin slash Selena. I was like, what's happening here? Um, I don't know. I, I think I just assumed he was a bad guy. I had no faith in him and that was that was on me. Um I was very very happy to be proven wrong. Yep. Same. It's also kind of interesting because I feel like I was under the assumption that there wasn't going to be like any fay anywhere reading the first few books but then I realized that it's just like the one city, I guess. That magic is a no-no. Yeah, like Maeve has kept like a safe space where magic is or just magic in the whole area. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know either. Because like Rowan was able to be in the other city and he's a fae. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't know. So maybe we'll just breeze past that point. Um I will say one of my favorite moments with Rowan as well, just speaking of Rowan, um, when he saw Selena's back and was like, who did that to you? And I was like, see, like it's things like that, that I would have enjoyed more if I wasn't thinking, ah, family. That's true. I see. I, I, like it was top of mind for me constantly. Yeah, it wasn't top of mind for me constantly. And yeah, like, I assume that the that it's distant. Yeah, like he says, Rowan is like, we have a, as much in common. Wait, I can find the line. Um, Selena's like, we're related, you know. And then he says, we've as much blood in common as I do with the fortress pig boy. 
So, like, he makes it clear that they don't have blood in them. If that is the case, why was there a need to tell me they were raven? Because now that's the underlying theme of their relationship for me. It's, it's family. Weird sexual tension. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.